<laughs> Welcome to Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Yourself. I'm your host, Sana. And uh, I'm joined in by uh, my dear friend, Mike. Yo, everyone. What's up? What's up, Mike? Uh, it's, it's been a while. What? The topic for today is gender inequality. Um, gender inequality. Oh, man. Or diversity. Uh, whichever direction we take, those are pretty narrow tra- topics. But I think... Uh, it's funny we were just talking about education, right? And that you've been work, you've been working. You went now. You're going back to school, and uh, I I'll have a bet, Mike. In five years' time, you'll probably be making more than me. <laughs> oh well, I'll, no, I'll, I'm not going to take that bet because you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I want to prove you wrong. In terms of education, I mean, once I get my uh, degree hypothetical, hopefully, we'll have the, basically the same amount of education. But to your point, I will probably make <laughs> for some and, weird reason. Well, I may not be even be qualified. I'm not even sure if I'm even qualified to make more than you. But by the way, I'm not obviously setting myself up for failure. It's not that I won't try. I'm just baffled at not just what I see around me, but also um, what you read too. And and it's true. And again. I could have read this article before. I could have known these stats before and just told you, oh, yeah, I know this to be true because a lot of the men I know who have less education than me end up making more than me. Um, It's been over five years since I graduated. So I don't even compare how it was like before, but I'm just comparing. I'm in that category where I'm not a new grad anymore, right? So, but You're a veteran. I'm a veteran <laughs> and, and the men that I know who have less education than me, like much less education than me, uh, earn more than me. Uh, and I'm looking at this article from global news. This was published in January 15th, 2020. Oh, wow. uh, it's by Maham Abedi. So I just wanted to give credit for, because I'm going to be quoting this articles and the, the title is this women earn less than men in Canada right after graduation, and then there's a dash, then it gets worse, colon, report. Um, (laughs) So generally, the article basically talks about, there was a report conducted by the University of Ottawa's Education Policy Research Initiative and the Labor Market Information Council. And the report looked at annual earnings for men and women. So annual earnings, so yearly earnings. um, And so hours worked weren't taken into account. So they tracked students of Canadian uh, post-secondary schools graduating from 11 different fields of study and from five different credential levels, college certificate, college level diploma, bachelor's degree, master's degree, and doctoral degree. And found that on average, women earn 12% points, which is $5,700 less than men one year after graduation. And that difference widens. So I'm just reading the article. Widens to 17,000 or about 25% in five years following graduation. Wow. Um, That's a lot. (laughs) There are a few cases where women either earn the same or more than men, but that too disappears within five years. So... While it says, while the research shows that women earn less than men on the board, the difference was more pronounced for some qualification level. So after a year, the difference in earning is the lowest at 2% for those who hold professional degrees. The difference is highest at 21% for those who have college level certificates. Uh, Women who earn master's degrees also earn about 17% less than their male counterparts. So yeah, it's basically uh, showing that... 
for anyone that says that, oh, that's a myth. So come on. Um, I mean, yeah, like, these facts back speak for themselves that women generally do struggle more while earning, you know, in the labor market than men do. I was going to bring that point up because I was going to pose the question, like, because everyone talks about, you know, you know, the women are making so much headway in the workforce and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're blazing, they're trailblazers and they're doing all this and blah, blah, blah. But then you read an article like that. And I'm thinking, I mean, there's some strides, but not really <laughs> based off that article. <laughs> like, it seems like it's still, there's still a real big disparaging, uh, disparaging numbers in terms of wage. And I think that's kind of, that's still kind of crazy to me that a woman, for example, because it's not, it should be about qualifications, right? Like last light check, or maybe I'm living in this weird bizarro world where that does not matter. I guess I live in a very cynical world where I assume that that should matter. Like your qualifications, what work you put in your education and all that should counterfeit. Like me being a man and you being a woman should not, I should not get a higher paid wage salary than you because I'm a man. I don't agree with that because if yes. I'm not qualified, then I'd be doing the organization of myself a disservice. So I think, I don't know, I, I'm, I, and this is just a conversation. I'm, I don't have any factual basis for that. I'm just speculating. Um, I'm thinking it dates back to a time when, you know, men were the breadwinners. Men were responsible for pretty much, run, you know, running the finances of a household, being the sole uh, earners. And that seemed to have so they had a very specific gender role that has now been changed right it, obviously as women entered the workforce you know after the war and anyway fast forward to right now right women are working um i would say i don't have the facts but i mean we're a lot of women are working let's just face it right a lot more women than before and and i think what we're what's happening now is that those gender roles are kind of mishmashed or they're lost and confused and and we're struggling with the gender roles because they were the ones that kept life simple back then right like hey i have my role if i'm married or with a partner a man has his role they do their thing but now as women are entering the workforce and also conceiving and having children somehow the responsibility now is i see around me from the women i know is that they are to take care of the household chores, household duties. They end up assuming those responsibilities in addition to working. And I'm thinking, why? If you're if you're doing those things at home, let the man work. Just do your thing. Like, I don't know. That's just how I think. I'm thinking if or or you share the responsibilities. But mm-hmm. somehow these gender roles are still not understood in our corporate world because the facts are there men make more and yeah how do you feel about that well i think in it i think it depends also i mean that it's kind of messed up but then i also think it depends on the field or whatever like for example with the WNBA, mm-hmm. there's been a groundswell in terms of you know e- um equal pay in the WNBA or women being paid somewhat more than what they're getting paid like I watched a documentary about two years ago, um, basically talking about how the WNBA players, a lot of them are playing like year round, which Mm -hmm. means they're playing the season, which is only about, I think, 16 games, if I'm not mistaken. And then they're going over to play in like Turkey or Russia or whatever, because they get paid more money in Turkey and Russia than they do in North America. Whoa. You know, the average salary. I don't know. The crazy thing is like the average salary, as far as I know, is $50,000. So, if we're going to be technical and I'm not, you know, 
like last year, I made a little over fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I think it's that a WNBA player athlete, I made more than them last year. Hmm. That's kind of me personally. Yeah. But then, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's kind of weird to me. But then the flip side of it is they're not generating enough revenue to warrant getting those salaries. Because if you watch a lot of games, there's hardly anyone in the stands. And then there's the idea of WNBA games are boring. But they're more boring to like someone who wants to see high flying dunks and all that stuff. The WNBA is more of a, of a, a someone who's an NBA purist, who's a, a basketball purist who loves like just fundamental basketball. Mm-hmm. WNBA is, you know, and there's great players in the WNBA like Maya Moore and Candace Parker, um, Skylar Diggins. You know, they've been the ones that have advocated to try to get paid more. But then, and I didn't even know this, they don't even get revenue for like their jersey sales. What? So if someone wants to buy their jersey, they don't any revenue no they don't get any revenue for that which is insane to me like it's absolutely insane to me and you know i and i'm going to say something that's semi-controversial i said that um women Mm -hmm. are doing a service to the WNBA, like casual women because they don't watch the games ah okay i see yeah i'm gonna put my lovely ipad here and i'm gonna stats to support my argument because i've learned this in school i can't just say stuff without supporting my argument with some facts <laughs> according to stat uh, statica so the level of interest in wmba um in the united states by gender and this is as of this year august okay mm-hmm. so um so women so actually um women are there's 83 percent of women in the w uh, that are not are not avid fans of WNBA, 83% of women are not fans at all. Wow. Okay. Um, 50% of women that are casual fans, and there's only 3% that are avid fans. Whereas with men that were pulled and asked the same question, 74% are not fans at all, 21% are casual fans, and 5% are avid fans. Hmm. I'll go to now NBA, same same question asked with women. Uh, 62% are not fans at all, 29% are casual fans, and 9% are avid fans, compared to 3% that aren't. So, and here's, and this is the reason why I bring this up, because actually I watched a video with a a person, she's on a sports show called, her name is um, Katie Nolan, and she did an article about um, how she, she called out the the NBA, because she felt like the NBA was not supporting the WNBA, in terms of their growth. Hmm. But here's the two things she left out. The WNBA has been operating under a deficit for 10 years. They've been operating in the red. They've been losing money for 10 years. And the NBA has been keeping it afloat by supporting it, by putting money into it. That's number one. Hmm. And the reason why I am critical of her is because if you go to her Instagram, which I went to yesterday, guess what game she goes to? NBA games. Exactly. So for <laughs> there and do a 15-minute expose on the NBA being terrible and they're not supporting the women, but yet every single game you're at is a W is an NBA game, you need to sit your ass down somewhere and not say anything to me because you're being hypocritical. Now, yeah. if you're going to, that's one thing, but for you, and I think that that's the problem. Now, I will say, I feel like the way to solve it for the NBA, I don't know how to solve for everything, but for the NBA, I think the only way to solve it is if women are watching the game to some degree. And mm-hmm. also the NBA players are actually putting money towards it. Like there's some yeah. NBA players that are going to put money towards it. Like Kevin Durant said he was, Kyrie Irving was, even uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant actually was putting money towards the game. Mm-hmm. And he was actually 
like mentoring a lot of WNBA players. Mm-hmm. Actually, the first football pick, he was mentoring to her. So when she had died, she had actually did a really nice, beautiful video a tribute to him. But Kobe Bryant had a, a stake in it because his daughter played. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that's yeah. a little bit different. So I think if there's more players that a, either have their daughters playing or just respect the game and actually just say, you know, let's get, roll this game together, then I think the WNBA will grow. But until then, I think the WNBA is probably... I mean, I don't, I'm, the, the NBA is the only thing keeping it afloat. It would have already folded years ago otherwise. Yeah. To simply put, no one watches the games. Even though the games are really good, I think yeah. some of the games are pretty talented. They're good. Like the finals games and the playoff games are really like high-octane, but no one's watching them. You go to the stands, there's like maybe 15,000 people in the stands. Or, it seems like there needs to be like a collective effort, right? You can't just blame the NBA, as you mentioned. Like they're they're they've been trying to keep it afloat, but how much can they do? Like people need to start supporting it. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? And, and the women, like I think it's crazy that the women have to go to like Turkey or to Russia yeah. to like make more money there. Like that's insane to me. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. You know, they're playing game basically eight or nine months out of the year, just and not because they love the game, but just to live. And it seems like, why would that be? Is there more demand? I guess the fan base is larger because obviously that has something to do with you know marketing and, and all this. There's more demand, I think, there. Yeah, for yeah. They can, and then they can afford because those games are sold out probably. Probably because there's nothing else really there in like yeah. Turkey or something like that. So they can really push that brand to some degree. Well, it kind of begs, uh, I mean, it, it puts a question, it puts to light, I'm terrible with idioms, what am I saying? Um, it... It makes me think of uh, how, you know, the social activism, right, <laughs> in terms of, like, these social justice warriors or, like, the, the woman that you just said, quoted. <laughs> uh, that, that like, like, you know, we'll say what we want, but in terms of what are you actually doing to support the cause that you're talking about versus okay. just complaining and saying, I'm educating the world. But it, it just makes you question, right, like... I don't know what, where are your priorities? And, uh, and, that's, and that was my point. If you want to, you know, do an article about it and expose, that's fine. But if you're not going to the games, yeah, how are you going to sit there and then say anything? You have no basis to open your mouth. Yeah. Hmm. My, I mean, everyone, I mean, everyone, <laughs> I, I see what you mean. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. For me, like everyone has a right. Yeah. But I feel like for me, you, for me, you have no validity to your argument. Exactly. Bo- that's, that's the, yeah, that's what I was uh, getting to. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like a dummy. But, you know, but I think, you know, and then also too, like, but I also think with women's sports in general mm-hmm. and women uh, and just women in general, they've always been kind of like, they always make like a prep or caveat or a preface to their comment. Like, for example, I was watching this one sports uh, show. And there's a guy, kind of like a podcast. And they were asking who is the best athlete of all time. Mm-hmm. So one of the pe- panelists was a woman and she had said she felt Serena Williams, the tennis player, was the greatest athlete of all time. And if you look at Serena Williams stats, she has a very compelling argument to be the greatest woman uh, athlete of all time. But the men said, no, she's the greatest female athlete of all time oh okay we kind of wanted to and i i don't know i i kind of i don't know i don't know i kind of feel weird about it like personally for me my favorite athlete of all time is muhammad ali but just because of his you know what he did on the in boxing ring and his activism i'll always put him above everyone but michael jordan but at the same time i think serena williams is one of the greatest athletes of all time you don't need to preface it and separate the two 
Yeah. So, okay. Here's my, here's my beef with this. So if you're saying um, greatest athlete of all time, now, if, if you want to divide them into genders and say male athlete, female athlete, say that, but for, for, for us as a society to, to assume that athlete automatically means male, that's, that's, that there's something inherently wrong with that. Right. And so the guy, I mean, he, you should have then two categories, but I think this is what happens. Like if we say doctor uh, or we have to say female doctor, right. Or female so-and-so it, it, it makes us believe that the natural, the de- default position of a doctor is a man. So if I'm talking about a ma- female doctor, I have to say female doctor. And yeah, it's like, <laughs> this, this just shows how we're, we're biased to think that men uh, always do hold the, the big, great positions and so forth. And even the accolades. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember actually I did it um, for my, when I was in college, I did a, uh, we had me and like, group had to do an assignment or a group assignment where we had to talk about um gender and how it's portrayed in the media mm-hmm. so i'm a sports guy so i did one on sports yeah. and i had talked about the fact that um i think i brought up a team that um well i was bringing up this one team actually i was telling you about earlier like this one team the yukon huskies who won 111 games in a row 111 it is hard to do 111 things in a row well at the same time it's very hard to do that and the fact that this team did this so well, like they, you know, they had like the, they had won three national championships in this period of time and no one talks about them. They're mm-hmm. not regarded as teams, nothing. And as a matter of fact, I remember they were brought up in a debate in the sports show and the guy said, well, they had no competition. They didn't play anybody. So therefore that, that record is null and void. This dismissive. And I was like, really? But if a male team did that, let's say, yeah. would you, so dismissive to say that or would it be on every single damn news cat every news outlet radio podcast everywhere yeah you hmm. know why are women getting shafted like that because listen i'm not saying it's the greatest team of all time i'm just saying the fact that they're not even discussed hmm. and debated or put in the with like the great teams like the Jordan, the bulls or anything i just think that's insane and then it goes to the point that we're talking about like I feel like we have not come far enough in terms of that when it comes to gender inequality. I think that's all people that say that we're, we're there. I don't know. I mean, there's a few people that say that and, or that they said inequality doesn't exist. And those are usually misogynistic men or really conservative, <laughs> but you know, I just yeah. think it's, I think it's crazy, you know? And again, when you brought up that article just now, it made me think, yeah, we, we still got a long way to go. Yeah. And if you want to uh, look into more, it's a very long report. I'm obviously not going to read much of it, but um, this research, they help commercial public and social sectors develop a deeper understanding of the evolution of the global economy and provide fact, a fact base that contributes to decision making uh, in policy issues. So they call McKinsey Global Institute. Um, I just kind of read off online for what they do, but they released a report, a nine page document that talks about it says since 2015, progress toward gender inequality has been marginal, and now COVID-19 has hit women hard, and we take stock. So they're basically really providing the facts and, and showing basically how much progression women have made in certain areas since 2015. Um you know, and also like how COVID is affecting this. And and you can say that, yeah, women um, obviously have made headway in, in some developed countries, but we still 
our prot, we still end up spending more like cost. And uh, there's a lot of other factors that challenge uh, our ability to save. Uh, and the classic example is just like, look at products marketed towards women, right? And the, the ludicrous price or the markup just because something is a a pink color or like we're just constantly bombarded, um, objectified, sexualized, um, bombarded with, with so much marketing that and it's crazy. It's, it's just crazy. Brought that up. I just actually watched another sports documentary on this, um, female Brazilian player. Uh, I think her name was Marta. Okay. And, um, she's one is regarded as one of the top, if not the top or one of the trailblazers of Brazilian, uh, footballers in Brazil, okay. like Ooh. there was zero funding put towards the team. And actually the prime minister of Brazil is a misogynistic, I'm trying not to it in, in the morning, but he's a douche. Mm-hmm. And he basically <laughs> at one point was saying that they should wear lipstick and like tight and like short skirts and stuff to be more marketable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like this is the asinine stuff this man said. And I'm like, and they, they never, she never won a world cup. And she, in her last game, she actually implored young girls to keep the fight going because they weren't putting any money towards it to say, listen, there's not going to, I'm not gonna be able to play forever. So you young girls, hopefully you're watching this and you go out there and you play soccer and you keep this going. I'm saying, and I think that's kind of the one thing, but then also too, like even in America with like Kamala Harris, like hopefully young girls can see someone like her become the first female um, minority vice president. Yeah. Yeah. Motivating too. Right. Those representation matters. It, It does matter. Yeah. I was going to ask you in terms of, you know, because you had talked about like in terms of the workplace and stuff. Do you think that there's any way that that can be worked like fixed at some point or get to a point where it's equal for both men and women? Because I don't think you're asking for more. I think you're just asking for equal. Equal. <laughs> yeah. Um, a way to do that. Or do you feel like this is always going to be like this? It's a very complex issue. Like I that has, I feel like more of a um it's it's a cultural uh decades long generation long attitude it's it's an attitudinal barrier i i feel i I think at the root cause of it it's an attitudinal barrier that ends up um showing in policy making and so forth so i i do think a lot of it has potential but it starts with education advocacy but also from men not just women you know men start we need to start having these conversations with men and making men our friends and not being against them it's not a me versus you thing it's it's we're in this together and i do yeah. feel like sometimes you know um the the feminism movement tends to push men aside Uh, And it's not supposed to do that. Feminism is about equality. And if you start making these sides, you're basically widening that gap. So like men are our allies. We're friends, men, women, non-binary, whatever the case is. That's a different conversation, right? (laughs) What did you say? The bipartisanship, like they say in the political, like being able to work together throughout the party lines and come together, Democrat, like that type of thing. Like it's just combative and i think that's kind of what it's become you know exactly, and i think exactly feel threatened you know in terms of that like because you know when a woman's talking about equal like talking about you know they want to get paid or paid they're feeling like oh you want to get paid more than me because you're a woman and the message gets so muddled and it's just like we're talking at each other yeah instead of 
talking to each other and trying to understand both sides. It's bipartisan politics, right? It's I don't yeah. I don't think it has a place in in gender equality. We're we have to act as as though we're one because we are as a species, and you know uh, you need both sexes to procreate to have a family to continue the generation. Both sexes need to work together and 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 we need to understand the barriers i mean men we need to understand and the barriers that women go through because and yeah. i think that's the hard per, personally if you i i think that 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 kind of attitude will start a better change and and i'm not saying it's already it ha- isn't being done uh, many people have have voiced this opinion to say we are in this together it's not about just women you know that's but but to me that that's a big part of the issue and until we can get those men on board i think we you know we'll s- hopefully through generations start seeing an attitudinal shift where we can actually focus on equality and unity uh, because there is no you me team it's it's unity we have to work together we have to also acknowledge the gender differences so acknowledge the fact that you know not everything is the same and that's okay uh, i think sometimes we get into trouble when we pretend that everything is the same you know and, and it's not like it's but we need to not um punish women you know punish people for being different and that comes with inclusion and um acknowledgement and accommodation and when i say accommodation it's accommodation for um for for things that make have make you have a disadvantage in life right that doesn't level out the playing field so this goes into disability rights and um so it, it's, it's it's much more than like a women issue it's also like a equality uh, it's an equity issue uh, it's not about equality it's equitable so well, you have to understand my challenges and make it equitable for me and and so forth. So I think that's also a, a, an inherent a, a problem that I think we need to look at it from that lens. No, I agree. Like, I think, um, you know, men need to kind of be involved in it, too, because, again, we're the kind of some in some cases, we're the hiring managers or we're the, you know, CEOs and the board of directors. Have, yeah. You know, so we do. I think there does need to be that us need to be involved in the fight, too, because hey, you know, we might have daughters, you know, or we might, you know, and we want our daughters to be able to have a fight in this. We don't want our daughters to be kind of, you know, and I think, but I think a lot of times too, it comes from also empathy, right? And I think yeah. a lot of, and I think that's a many, that's, that's just a humanistic thing. I don't think that's separate between politics or men and women. I think that's just internal, either you have it or you don't. Yeah. And I just think men aren't really empathetic or people aren't empathetic because it's all about getting mine. And if you get yours, cool. If you don't, then screw off. And I think that needs, I think we need to kind of be more, to your point, more of an equitable type of mindset, not this me, me, me and F everyone else, you know, but even for myself, like speaking for myself in terms of working in the field, like I feel like my, you know, in terms of gender, it's played a good and bad role. Like, for example, like I feel like a lot of the jobs I've gotten has been because I'm a, I'm a male, hmm. you know, no, if I, I mean, I think, you know, my, a lot of my shelter jobs, um, even the place that me and you worked at, I think I wouldn't have gotten those jobs. I don't know if I would have gotten those jobs necessarily if I was a woman because my experience didn't really match up. But because I was the only male in a lot of these organizations, or one of the few, yeah, that was in the, in the I'm industry. I'm like a minority. I'm like the unicorn hire right here. <laughs> male. <laughs> oh my God, you got to hire this dude. You know, so I, 
And I said this actually in the paper, like I think my gender played a, a positive role in me getting into this field. And yeah. that's why I told a lot, like I told a lot of men, like, hey, this field is not, yeah, it's a female dominated field, but there is room for men in it. Yeah. 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 And I mean, um, I can say some, some people, you know, you look around the organization and they'll say, uh, I guess the, the field that you and I work at, it is, it is female dominated. And I know a lot of men feel very uncomfortable and, um, and that's I a different, we sorry. I, I felt, I felt a little uncomfortable or a little uneasy my yeah. first few years after a while. I got, I just was used to it. Yeah. And again, I think it's the attitude shift, right. To say that it's not, um, I don't know, it's not one or the other. Uh, it's, it's, it's not me versus you. Uh, it happens and it happens. And I think in this field, cause it's a, it's a helping field, right? It's a low paying field. It's a, it's about helping, nurturing, not for profit. So generally speaking, women are more attracted to this field. It's not that like we don't hire women don't like to hire men. It's just so happens that a lot more women end up choosing to work in this field. Right. I think women tend to be more nurturing than men at times. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's a little biological, right? That's evolutionary in terms of. When I learned that, see, school, coming back to my learning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, something yeah. that you said about empathy. I really, I, I think that's a really important point. It's, it's about empathy is a skill and, and we all need to learn it. We all need to make our part. Uh, and speaking of empathy, I've, I finally watched American Psycho. Uh, with Christian Bale. <laughs> that's an amazingly weird segue, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, okay, why? Why he said that? Because there's this quote, okay, in this movie, his internal monologue is hilarious because he's, have you seen it? Yes, it's okay. He's, he's, he's <laughs> America Cycle is the perfect title for that movie. I don't think they could have called it. A- <laughs> yeah, well, his internal monologue is hilarious. He's so immature. And, and at one point he's talking about empathy and he's like with yourself. I don't know the exact quote, but he's basically, he's not talking about empathy. He's so vain. He's so selfish that what he's saying is empathy. He's actually talking about himself. So it was just really funny to see that definition. And I'm thinking like, no, that, and he lacks empathy. He's a classic guy who has absolutely no empathy um, yes. And there are a lot of people out there yeah. with that, and that that's pretty scary because I don't know, it it, it is scary. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I will. I mean, I just you know what I feel, and I'm I'm kind of gonna I'm not kind of stop maybe sidetracking a little bit here. I feel like the people with lack of empathy they get more pub, they get more notoriety. People see them more because they're loud and they're boisterous and they're out there more. They're entertaining, <laughs> I suppose. That's what people want. We entertain the the non-empathetic people or the people who want to say outlandish, crazy, wild stuff because that's what gets clicks, that's what gets views, that's what people want to see. Mm-hmm. I but I I think that there's probably more people with empathy. They just don't broadcast it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's going to be my YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> joking. because <laughs> no, I would even say like I mean, segue again. Like with even COVID, I think there's like twenty. If you ask like let's say you pull like. 20 people. I think there's probably 20% of people that think COVID's a hoax. Yeah. Well, we know that because of the March. Well, like, I get sick. <laughs> so be it. Like, yeah. that's the way. Yeah. Whereas I think of society is like, no, we got to look out for each other. So, yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. No, of course. Of course. 
Um, <laughs> and I wanted to okay, go back to just one one thing before yeah. we, we um, conclude. It was, um, you know, you asked, like, how can we, do you think we're going to change it? How could, and, yeah. and yeah, of course, I think we are. I think we're making great progress. But, uh, you know, as I mentioned, we, we need help. We need to stop this bipartisanship attitude and, and include, um, be more inclusive and uh, focus on equity as opposed to staunch equality or, uh, it, it can be a bit authoritarian or like, no, everything has to be the same. And in that case, no, it's not doing anyone a favor, which kind of comes with acknowledging people's disadvantages, both men, women, anybody, you know, whatever your gender is and, and so forth. But, and also, you know, that that opens up another topic in terms of disability and accommodation and inclusion. But I wanted to go back to just to one thing that, you know, another thing that all men can do is just to help around the house is to assume responsibilities, you know, culturally speaking, because with COVID, with a lot of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of relationships around me where women have kids and the men are just, and if they're like separated, they're just they're not doing much, you know, it's up to the woman to do all these things, uh, to take care, to drop off, to, you know, if the kids aren't at daycare, they have to be at home. So it starts with those men, right? Those very men that have children and drinking beer, crazy stuff. I don't know, working. I I don't know, probably doing other stuff too. Definitely not just working, but I don't see enough um, examples or stories around me of men taking initiative and helping women with the household responsibilities because they're now forced to, you know, if they're working, if they're struggling, it would be, it's insane the amount of work that they have, the pressure that they have. So, you know, and if we want to change that culture, if we, we would need more kind, kinder, understanding men who, and nice men who are able to, you know, alleviate the pressure and not say, well, my job's more important than yours, or you decided to have kids, man, like you want to earn, like discuss that stuff. And if you both want to earn, then you better make sure that you divide the responsibilities too. You got to wrap it not If you don't want the kids, you got to wrap it up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up. Then you got to bear that responsibility, bro. That's why, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. I don't want to have those, you know, because my friends, they have, a lot of my friends have kids too. And it's, you know, I applaud them because yeah. I don't know if I, I could handle that right now. I would probably, with everything going on with me right now, yeah, I would, I would do. <laughs> I don't <laughs> it's, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. Taking care of Michael is already hard enough. That's yeah. like a point. <laughs> Taking I, care of another my little Michael, I can't, oh my God, or Michael or Michelle. That yeah. would be too much. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> all the parents out there during this time. And I think, and to your point, I agree. I think men need to have that, you know, need to help out more and do their part as well. Because again, in a relationship, you know, it's not just the woman just there doing whatever. And then she's like a little, bre- you know, um, I don't know. Like this, you know, she's supposed to cook, clean, take care of the kids and then be your sex slave. You know, you're, she's also supposed to do other things. You know, you're also supposed yeah. to be in it, do your part as well. And I do agree with that because that's and then again, that's ultimately going to make the relationship work. If you're not able to do that, then unless you're with like a Stepford wife or some shit, then <laughs> the relationship's going to flame out at some point. Because yeah. at some point she's because I don't think anybody can deal with what you're saying for yeah. a long period of time. Of course, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn out. And just because someone's good at it, 
Like, like yes. women are generally better at these things. It's because we were trained as kids by our, by the sexist attitudes that we were supposed to. And at that time, it was valid because, yeah, at that time, women had a very defined gender role and, and it was valid. So our mothers and grandmothers trained the women as such. And now if things are changing, just because we're good at it doesn't mean that we should have uh, all the... We should be responsible for everything because I've heard this excuse too. Oh, but you're so good at it. Why don't you know? You can just do it. Right now, I might have a panic attack. But, you know, if I had, if I did decide to have a child, I'd have to learn how to do that, like change a diaper and all that. Yeah. But right now, I, know, I'm, I would, I would literally have a panic attack if I saw a dirty diaper just with like, just, <laughs> with, come on. I don't know what I would do. I don't know what yeah. I would do. Well, well we're, uh, yeah, well, we're definitely not at that stage uh, Neither am I mentally. Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I'm blessed. I'm. Uh, I'm happy. I have gratitude for where I am and the decisions that I make for myself. <laughs> and if, if the Lord decides to, you know, the universe decides, you know, Michael, it's time for you to bless us with children. Then so be it. But right now, yeah, yeah. You the men care. out there, not being lazy out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's help the women. Let's help the women. I mean, it starts with that. He's gonna find someone who does, bro. So <laughs> Girls are very resourceful. This is not nineties <laughs> where you know there's online. She can she can venture online. She can, if you're not going to give her that support, she will find someone who will at some point. That is my word of advice to these dudes. So be very careful. These girls ain't they're not dependent on your ass no more. There's no not at all. <laughs> Wise words of wisdom. Just, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> don't, if you find out that your girl is stepped out on you, don't be surprised, bro. Because she's like, well, hey, man, you ain't doing shit, and this guy is. A great guy he's you know helping me around the house and he can cook me a steak you can't do that <laughs> i'm gonna stay with you for you are bringing nothing to the table you can't just bring your penis to the table i need more than that I'm telling you preach oh. <laughs> I'm trying, listen i'm i you know i normally don't preach but you know when you told me that i'm like come on dude you gotta be better than this i mean i'm enjoying this thanks mike you gotta be. So, yeah. otherwise listen this is not like you know, date online dating is still a, is a big thing. Girls yeah. are very resourceful now. Like I said, if you ain't gonna show your woman love, she will find maybe one or two other guys that will. <laughs> and there's no shortage of a man. We we, we both know. That. <laughs> I will take that woman off your hands, bro. If you're not doing your part, just, just lined up, lined up, waiting for the turn. Guys, <laughs> listen, man. We're veering off, but I'm just saying, like, dudes are very resourceful. So, women, yeah. what? So, do get your shit together. Stop being dick. You know, if you got to wash the dishes or mop the floor or like just make some, I don't know, heat up some water so your girl can like make some noodles. Do something, bro. You can't just work and then like want a beer and then like just give her some little bit of sex and then that, and then she's good with that. And then she just she has to do everything. Oh, I'm good, bro. I did all my responsibility. Yeah, I'm working. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Okay. So wise. Mic, mic drop. Well, I don't have a mic on. <laughs> hey, okay, that's I really a... my, my, my podcast, my, my blog as well. My, yeah, my... that's the new name of your YouTube. But yeah, so I did. Uh, yeah, so if anyone wants to check it out, it's Mic Drop on YouTube. On YouTube, Mic Drop. I love that name. Love that name. So definitely check it out. Mike's online vlog. I dropped some beautiful knowledge and some jokes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful melange. And I'm a dude. I, I try to hold people accountable, man. I, I when I hear stuff like that, it, it kind of bothers me a little bit. Yeah, no, no, no. I I get it, and I that's one of my biggest pet peeves is uh, not taking accountability for your actions. 
yeah. huge pet. Like it, it, it really makes me, makes me very frustrated, you know, and, and could lead to anger. Like it actually, it just really affects me at that accountability piece. I, I mean, you can make mistakes over and over again. I mean, learn from them, but own up to things and, and also do something about it. Do something about it because you're going to have to take accountability and change and own up to it. You got to do the, the, the actions. Yeah. If you're doing the actions, then it's just a waste. You're just saying words. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, it was a great conversation, Mike. Uh, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining. Any, um, any last words? Well, how about I ask you like what, what can be done to, you know, um, to shorten this gap, to unwiden, you know, how do we get rid of this gap, the, this gender inequality, the wage you talked about women in sports, what can be, what do you think? I think to your point, I think it has to be, you have to come together more. There has to be more unity. I think that, biggest problem right now is there's not enough unity it's everybody's kind of like i got my stuff you figure your stuff out yeah and i think it needs to be that needs to kind of be done you need to stop doing that i think on both sides yeah. um i think from doing that i think that's kind of going to move the conversation forward men need to be involved in this because you know we are the hiring people we determine we can determine these things and we can make these changes as men and we have to do our part you yeah. know as much as let's say women do bad stuff and blah, 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 men do, we've done our fair share of bad stuff too. And we need to own our part. And I think, you know, the wage, you know, it may not be solved in our lifetime, but hopefully like down the road, there's some equity, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. with a lot of this stuff, with, whether it be with race and, and even with gender, I think there just needs to be more people at the table. Who's not about just having an agenda, just trying to argue just for arguing sake, or just trying to bring up their point, but okay, you know what? I don't understand your side. I want to help. What can I do? And everyone coming to the table with that mindset, I think that will help move the conversation forward. But men need to be definitely more involved. And I can't, they can't be as dismissive or feel threatened that women are there trying to do their jobs. Yeah. You know, that's just stupid to me. You know, and I think think men have irrational. And men have to be better. We have to, we we have to be better. And I think for the most part, I think the younger generation of men, I think hopefully are getting better because I don't think they're, to your point with the gender norms and or roles and all that stuff, I think they're more comfortable and in tune with themselves a little bit more. And they're willing to open up and share their vulnerabilities and be more vulnerable, not being this tough, macho, hysteria bullshit that's yeah. been going on. And I think yeah. we got to start doing that more, yeah. you know, and I think, you know, in those, in those things. And I think as long as we're able to do that, hopefully I think we can, you know, get equity because yeah. I think it's in that, you know, ath- women athletes, that are the top of their profession have to go to another country just to be able to live and to be, have an equal that there's some, if, I don't care if you're a man, woman, if you're, if you listen to this and you hear me say this and that doesn't bother you in any way, then something is terribly wrong with you as a person. You have very little to no empathy for people. And that's something that you have to figure out for yourself. All right. Thanks Mike for your, uh, <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks. Thanks again for joining. Uh, obviously much bigger topic, but some key learnings are, you know, focusing on empathy, having being united, letting go of the me versus you attitude, taking accountability and, and helping out and just being a good person and listening and just all rounds at the end, it ends up being, you know, being a good person, uh, helping others and. Yeah. That's the like the- yeah. <laughs> Wait, you got cut off. You got cut off. Can you say that again? 
you know, that's what the theme with our podcast that we've been saying, be a good person. <laughs> you know, maybe we should do like how to be a good person, like actual tangible steps. Step one, you know, like up, actual examples. Probably like 10 steps. We'll the 10 step guide of being a good person. Sure. Why okay. not? Yeah, let's do that. I'm going to write that down, Mike. <laughs> totally. <laughs> write that down because, uh, hey, you never know. Some people may not know. All right. Well, thanks for joining, Mike. <laughs> Always a pleasure. And yeah, until next time. So you can find this podcast on www.aartysana.com, artisana.com. Uh, also, you can check out other podcasts, um, subscribers like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I'm on a bunch of them. So you can probably find me. So thanks for tuning in on Sana Talks to People and Sometimes Yourself. Thanks, Mike. Thank you.